The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Cheers! Cheers, please! You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Twelfth of April, twenty twenty-three, episode forty-eight of In the Corner. And there's a lot going on in WWE behind the scenes, more than likely. Uh, more to say, I can't get my words out. That's a good start, isn't it, to the show? But there we go. Anyway, joining me from across the pond, as per usual, Mr. Tyler Peters. How are you, sir? I am doing uh, fantastic, Vinny, as always. It is just uh, so much fun to join you. Mate, it's always good to talk to you. We were talking about 10 minutes before we even hit the button, but uh, we, we had to stop and like, let's get on with it because there's so much going on. Um, oh, we, we do. I mean, there, there's a plethora of just information floating around the, the Internet, and we, you can't always believe that. But, hey, th- there's a lot of validity in some of these uh these business uh, interactions, you talked about it, the WWE behind the scenes. Is it drama? Is it just us fans being paranoid? Uh, you'll answer that, I'm sure. I have no idea, to be honest with you. It's a, a bit of everything, isn't it? Because obviously Vince McMahon is uh, definitely an employee of WWE because he, um, after that sale to Endeavor and UFC and all that going on, and then um, I was just reading online that apparently it is written in his contract, basically, he can't. He has, he has a. What did I say it was, Tyler? He basically can't. He can't do what he did in the past, or allegedly did in the past, and essentially. Yeah, he, pay he can't. Off. He can't have any kind of foolery. With all due respect, let, let's just uh, call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be a. He's got to be a good boy. He's got to be a good Vinnie Mac. But essentially, he could be fired from his own company if he's not. Uh, if he's not careful, but the biggest, as long as he does that. It'll be fine, but what a lot of us fans are worried about is the fact that, and a lot, a lot of people already, Tyler, are, th- are speculating that Vince has already taken over creative again. I mean, obviously they have. I, I think it dates back to the post-mania Monday Night Raw yeah. with everything seeming so different. That's when the speculation uh, ran rampant that Vince was back in control of creative. Now, who knows? Uh, it's all rumors. However, a lot of people. Do you uh, believe Vince McMahon is he's back? The the evil genius with the mustache. Everybody seems to make the memes about, you know, the new facial hair. <laughs> yeah. you, you shared a clip of John Oliver, the, the famous comedian that's been very popular over here. And also I know he, he's a native uh, Brit. So, yeah, yeah. hey, it, it was uh, comical what he was saying. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> No, go ahead. I, I just I couldn't help but bring that up because you did share that clip. Yeah, I should have. I should have lined like, it hey, up. What? Why not? It relates. Yeah, yeah. I should have. I should have uh, lined that up. Actually, I wonder if I can find it without causing too much trouble here. But uh, um, a lot of people, like I said, are just a case of wanting to have. Again, like I said, Triple H hasn't necessarily nailed everything, but it's been a a lot better, hasn't it? In terms. Um, since he has been in control, if in tr- if in fact, actually, Tyler, if you believe any of all the other people, has he actually been in control at all? <laughs> you know, it depends on who I, you I listen think to. He, 
Yeah, I, I believe he has just because, uh, especially when Vince first announced his retirement, then all these uh, the allegations and scandal business was released. Uh, you know, Wall Street Journal, all these uh, major publications were reporting on, uh, you know, Vince's infidelities or, or what have you. I, I don't want to cast stones. We, we don't know all the details, of course, just yeah. what we hear. And, uh, you know, from uh, and some of it could be rumor. I mean, who who knows? This is uh, professional wrestling, a sport. I do think Triple H uh, has been uh, navigating the waters for WWE. Now, does this mean since Vance, Vince is back, part of me, as an executive, even though, like you said, he could be fired. He's working for Ari Emanuel with this whole Endeavor yeah. merger, and, and they also have the UFC. Does that mean Vince can't uh, give some input? Uh, sure he can. Now, whether uh, Triple H, we uh, going back to the conversation off air, uh, does Triple H have to listen to it? Uh, I'm not so sure. I, there's a lot of very uh, interesting variables that, uh, I mean, when you really detail it and go more in-depth with this conversation that we could really uh, try to uh, take apart or pick apart would be the proper way to yeah. describe it. I think ultimately none of us really know whether Vince is back at, you know, because he made a comment about possibly not being amongst the weeds, maybe just doing the main storylines and stuff, which, you know, to be honest, if it has been Triple H from day one, which I think which I'm, we're both under the impression it has been, a lot of people are, and I think he's done a great job. Yeah, not everything's stuck, but a lot of it. Right. I mean, the last couple of Raws, yeah, the Raw after Mania, I didn't think it was that bad, personally, but this week's Raw especially, I would say... And even SmackDown last week, I would say to a degree, apart from Triple H's announcement, it, overall, they've both been good shows. But I mean, they feel like shows that are treading water to get to where they need to get to because obviously WWE are going to be doing this draft. Uh, before we move on to that, though, quickly, I have found the clip, by the way, of what you were on about just a second ago. So I'm going to play this. Hopefully it works. Okay. I'm doing this on the fly well, here. So we'll fantastic. see if it works. WWE sold a controlling stake in itself, a decision that Vince McMahon went on CNBC to explain. You are the WWE, and the WWE is you. So why? Uh, it's, it, it's the right time. It's the right time to do the right thing. Okay, I am so glad that he is saying nothing there, because I'm exclusively interested in what is happening on his face. If you have never seen Vince McMahon before, don't worry, you still haven't, because this is what he's looked like for the last 30 years or so, whereas this is clearly an AI-generated response to the prompt Snake Tycoon. Look, sadly, I can't devote the rest of this show to talking about the decisions on display here, so I'll just devote 30 more seconds to it. He looks like the answer to the question, what if Salvador Dali chose to live without imagination? He looks like he's about to challenge someone to a balloon race around the world. He looks like Vincent Price having an allergic reaction to being stung by bees. He looks like a circus owner from the 1930s who harasses the dancers, mistreats the animals for fun, and is eventually murdered by a lion while the whole town cheers. And sadly, that is my time. And so yeah, that was uh, that was John Oliver. I shared that with yourself, obviously. That was. Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I told you, book John Oliver versus Vince McMahon at the next year's <laughs> WrestleMania. It was good. I, I did. I did like the Vincent Price uh, <laughs> comment. To be honest with you, I got to admit, I popped when he said Vincent Price and Dolly. Those comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, John Oliver. Uh, let's face it. When there was all that talk about independent contractors, meaning the professional wrestlers. I mean, he took Vince to task. I mean, so there's probably no love loss between uh, 
the the man that created WWE and uh, John Oliver. Yeah. But hey, I, I like them both, so that's why I'm teasingly saying. Hey, why not stick them both in the ring and let's see how that's going to play out. <laughs> see how it plays out, yeah. Well, Vince will probably just um, tear his quad again. So it, <laughs> it's just a, um, <laughs> it, it seems to be a McMahonism. I, I it mean, does, yeah. Uh, I, I think felt tri- bad for Shane, and uh, they even said Triple H because he's part of the family. He may not be uh, direct, but a yeah, McMahon yeah, he's by, to us. by surname, but he, you know, yeah. he tore his quad. So I, I'm not. We're not making a lot of these injuries, but it seems to be a thing with the McMahon seems to family. Be, yeah. Well, Vince did is didn't he? Didn't he tear both just by getting in the ring at the Rumble in uh, like I was yeah, 06? it was in the Royal Rumble. They had to, yeah. like some kind of decision, and so he comes down there, and all of a sudden, once he gets in the ring, you could tell he couldn't even stand. I mean, it looked weird because all he did he, was get in the ring and kind of sit down. You're like, what's going on here? <laughs> so no, he was yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to SmackDown. Like I said, both shows this past week, so SmackDown and Raw this week. Some good matches. I'm gonna, you know, straight away off the top of my head before we, before I say what I'm gonna say, like Bobby Lashley and uh, oh god, that's bad. So I've got my list in front of me. Bobby Lashley it's, uh, Bronson, and uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, sorry, Bronson yes. Reed. Um, it it was even though it ended on a double count out. That's the most fun I've had watching a match that ended in a double count out in years. To be honest with you, um, whether it's because the crowd were into it or I just want to see more of this now for some reason. I, I never would have thought that, but you know, I thought they. Um, it was a. It wasn't a wrestling match, was it? I don't know if you saw it, but it was a no, more it, of a it scrap. No, it was a fight. <laughs> it was a fight. I actually yeah. got to watch Raw live, Benny, and uh, yeah, I want to see more of these two guys. So you know, I felt bad for Lashley and Bray not getting their moment at Mania. Yeah, or Lashley not able to compete at WrestleMania. Glad he he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and that, of course they showed the trophy, rightfully so. But to see him and Bronson Reed. Just duke it out. It didn't even need to be a technical masterpiece. These guys, we, we just need uh, needed part of me physicality, and that's what these two brought us. So I enjoyed it. I, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but before we go too far into Raw, um, uh, Triple H comes out. He came out on last week's Raw and said, basically, nothing's going to change. We're still WWE. We're still going to do what we've always done. Then on SmackDown, announced a draft. Um. And after he said this, he goes, and I was only only been thinking about the last couple of hours, but the way he said this will change the game. Um, now, a lot of people, as we've already stated, have been saying that Vince is in control again. Um, let's say let's say he isn't, but people think he is. We could quite easily yeah, they do. In, now they're doing the brand again and they're doing the draft. We could quite easily have Triple H versus Vince McMahon in like a like an invasion style battle of the brands type thing you know with these two because well, that'd be something because even though it's people think it, again we have no way of knowing for 100 percent what what vince is doing in wwe now but let's say everybody thinks he's running it so why not play on that and have essentially triple h versus vince for sort of ultimately for the control of wwe and i say that with you know in air quotes but what how cool because it because it's playing on real life and as we know, when, when you're a wrestling fan, when it plays upon real life and you know these two genuinely hate each other or there's genuine beef here or was at some point, it plays so nicely, doesn't it, into wrestling storylines. So, I mean, I mean, it does. I think my argument would be, uh, I think Vince would be trepidatious just due to how he looks. I mean, sure, he made the appearance on for the Endeavor deal, but I do uh, think down deep that, that Vince, that's why we didn't see him a lot in front of the cameras because he, his age was finally starting to show he's, yeah. he's still in, in tremendous shape and looks better than most people his age. But I don't know if he's had 
plastic surgery. I don't know if it's the makeup or what it is, but yeah. I just, I, I just feel like as cool as it would be. And I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think it, why not make this a storyline? I just, I think the timing and just the error, I, I don't, I don't know that it would work. So I, I'm going to have to respectfully have a rebuttal. Well, what I mean is I'm not saying necessarily have Vince on TV straight away or even straight away like now, but you could have him maybe appear and maybe even appoint somebody as his lackey. Maybe even Shane maybe could come back or maybe, I don't know, an old GM. Maybe, I don't know. You could just, there's several ways you could go. You don't, you don't and what, I'm saying, but what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have see. to have Vince on TV every week or even at all, but you could have somebody refer to somebody. Well, this has come from the top. And just ref- just say top. Don't even have to say Vince's name. Just the way you say this has come from the top, and you know who I mean. And then that's all you got to do. And everybody in their own heads will go Vince McMahon. You don't even have to have that guy on TV, and he can still be a bad guy. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have to appear. I I, I see where you're coming from uh, now. Uh, that would work. Uh, I don't know if you bring Stephanie in that role, or she sides more with Triple H. I, I think. I don't know that Bischoff's very comfortable doing that. I think he would have still make a great kind of evil GM. Uh, William Regal, even though if you're going by real life, him and Triple H are pretty tight. But wouldn't that be kind of a neat twist, though? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily. On behalf of McMahon. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it will happen. But the fact that people think Vince, like, again, we don't know it for 100%. And even the people on the line who say, yeah, I know he's in charge. You don't know that. Didn't we? No, you don't. You here, don't. So. Here, here's. Yeah, no, you, you tell them, Benny, you're preaching to the choir. I get so tired of it because people are, are the, they hate the, the Raw afterwards or they hated something about WrestleMania, Cody losing to Roman. Listen, hey, just because we don't get what we want doesn't mean it's not worth watching or, or at least giving it a chance. Not every program's going to live up to what Mania was able to do or, or a SummerSlam. Yeah. We've got to learn to take steps back. I get so tired of people because all of a sudden people online, oh, Vince, is, we, we know he's back in charge. we got to fire him. Just take a chill pill. I don't care what kind of medication <laughs> you got to take. It gets on my nerves. Just, you know, just give WWE a break, give AEW a break, give any promotion some time because my goodness you gotta let stories play out even yeah. if they're not great I, I just get on my soapbox uh and get you a t-shirt because uh, i feel like i need to tell somebody to go fuck with yourself I, i'm getting so <laughs> tired of this oh my goodness yeah check sjp world oh. media and check the uh, link tree on at benny mac and uh at in the corner wwe on twitter and there's merchandise you can get the go fickle yourself t-shirt available now cheap plug there who cares um what I was going to say. I should have wrote down the promo, but I, it, it felt genuine. I wanted to come at it organic. No, but I get on, it. Benny. No, I, I can't help it because I, I share those sentiments. We, we all, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. So I've got to tell myself, you know, the, the saying that I have on that shirt at times. You just got to calm down. You got to be patient. And it's not always an easy virtue, by the way. No, of course. I mean, what I will say is, while doing a, another podcast the other day. Um, I was talking to somebody who is also a wrestling fan and everybody like losing their crap over the fact that Cody didn't win at Mania. I will will draw your attention (laughs) to exhibit A. Daniel (laughs) Bryan, 2014. 2013 is 2014. Got screwed, got screwed, got screwed. Had to beat Triple H in a match at WrestleMania. Went into the main event and tapped out Batista in a triple threat match with Randy Orton in and became the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. But look at how many people bitched and complained about the fact that Daniel Bryan should be champion. You just didn't want to wait for it, basically. 
So, and it was a great story. Unfortunately, with that particular story, genuine injuries got in the way and he had to relinquish the title, which was a shame. But what a build it was. What a build it was to get to that WrestleMania 30. You know, the match against Triple H, yeah, that was a great storyline. Because, you know, they wanted to uh, do anything in their power, according to the story, to keep Daniel Bryan down. You know, he had been the prototypical guy. We've seen the Chris Benoit's and Eddie Guerrero's before him and Chris Jericho's that broke the mold that were coming in from WCW. That was uh, great acquisitions. Uh, You can say what you want to about Benoit's, what happened other than wrestling. I'm talking about the man's wrestling career. I want to preference that. Uh, I'm I'm just saying that Daniel Bryant was a a proven commodity uh, because a lot of these guys get seasoned Japan all over the world even before coming back to the States or, or wherever they're from. And I, I'm, I'm in agreement, Benny. That was a, a great matchup, a great WrestleMania moment. And it, it is so much of a shame that he did have to relinquish the title with the yeah. injuries, but it's, it's just the reality of it's a very physical uh, endeavor, pardon the pun, with uh, professional wrestling. Yeah. And as we sit here right now talking to you today, Tyler, and I said it the same to uh, to the person on the other podcast, but um, for a completely different show, nothing, but they just happen to be a wrestling fan, so we just got talking wrestling. But um, I believe sitting here right now with you that at some point Cody is going to become the champion. Whether it happens SummerSlam or Mania next year, I don't know. But I still think and I think I've said this many times on this podcast over the weeks, and I think you've said it as well, but ultimately the Bloodline story for me, and I think you, you'd agree, you have agreed in the past, whether you still agree is a different thing, but <laughs> basically yeah, I have. is about Jay and Roman. And now Jay and Roman don't necessarily need the championship to feud because of all the stuff that Roman's done to Jay leading up to this and what's been happening since. So yes, it'd be cool if it was for the title and maybe Jay did win it, but... I got a funny feeling that once Roman does lose the title, we are, or maybe even Jay costs Roman the title inadvertently or deliberately. I don't know. I still believe Money in the Bank is going to play a key role in this as well. Whether Cody wins that, we'll see what happens. There's so many ways this could go, but I genuinely believe that Cody, as of right now, is the guy to beat. Um, Roman now whether that's via money in the bank or whether it's via Jay I don't know because it looks like at the moment Jay is still firmly at least in his brother's corner we haven't seen much interaction between Roman Jay um, since Mania so or even the Usos overall so it'd be interesting to see how this draft plays out yeah it's important that you just mentioned a a big time point there Benny as we haven't seen the interaction between Roman and uh, Jay and it's like Paul's kind of stirring the pie, but yet he's he brings it back. He he rolls you in. It's uh, that that just speaks to the talent. I mean, we've said this plenty of times about Mister Heyman. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel like Cody Rhodes should have necessarily won the titles. I, I just he still got a WrestleMania moment. That doesn't mean he needed to walk out the winner. I, I know that's what everybody desired because here he came back. He in a fresh off AEW, you know, pretty much. I mean, he took some time off. He was back at WrestleMania and had the the great match with Seth. And and a lot of people say if the injury didn't happen, maybe that could have changed creative. And yeah, there may be an argument there. Yeah. I just, but I, I still believe down deep, and it's just me that Cody didn't need to necessarily win the belts at uh, this year's WrestleMania. 
And like you say, there's still time for him to win them off Roman. Or even if it's off somebody else, we, we don't know that it's just going to be off Roman. No, no, it could of be somebody not. else. No. It would be amazing if it was Roman, because think of that, you know, ending that streak of what Roman's done the last few years. But, you know, maybe even Jay goes on to win Money in the Bank. You have no idea. What I love about this story, which we've already said before on this podcast, is we can't fully see where the end game is, because we all thought end game, the end game was WrestleMania. It's clearly not. We're still yeah. going. So when it is, it could, like I said, it could be SummerSlam. It, it might not even be to WrestleMania next year. We we could we've got a lot more story to get through. I don't know how much longer, but obviously at the moment we got Cody versus Brock coming up. Well, Cody laid down the challenge at least anyway for possibly backlash. So uh, he did. So um, I think the Bloodline storyline just uh, piggybacking off that point, Benny is. Uh, yeah. It's just been so tremendous. I think it's been a juggernaut. It's almost been so good. I don't know that creative really knows where to go with it. And there's an argument to be made for that. No, I agree. Well, well I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, at least past WrestleMania. I'm not saying they don't have ideas. I'm saying where they want to possibly end it or maybe just write another chapter. Yeah, what would be really frustrating, and I'm not wishing on this at all, and I never wish an injury on anybody, but if something happened to Roman that he has to then vacate, it would be a massive shame because not only... Do you end that like the streak, you know, this long title reign that he's had, which is one of the longest like in recent memory, but also not to have somebody get beat, you know, somebody to beat Roman without all the shenanigans from the bloodline. So, I mean, even like if you look at you look it, would at, be uh, heart wrenching. I mean, yeah. Whether you're in Roman's corner or not, according to the angle, I mean, what Roman has been been able, part of me, to accomplish has been astonishing. I mean, I think they're trying to get it to where he's possibly going to break Hogan's record. Uh, they talked about Bruno, San Martino, all these great legends, uh, Pedro Morales, at least within the WWE system. <laughs> if, they, uh, if, if they want to beat that, Bruno San Martino's run, we, we're in for a long haul because of what was that, 13 years, something like that? So. Well, well, and I, I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. You're right, because Bruno was <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm not sure about Hogan. I could see maybe Hogan more so than Bruno. Because uh, you, you put it into perspective. I didn't even realize my stats, or at least the ones you came up with, that it was 13 years. I was thinking, well, maybe it was over a couple years. But that just shows you, man, you, you've done your homework. I think and that enlightened me. It's like, yeah, maybe not 13. Let's, But it puts it in perspective. So it'll be very uh, fascinating to see how this unfolds. I think Bruno Sammartino's is two reigns. But they they equaled thirteen years, I think. I'll have to double check that. But it's so it was definitely okay. it was definitely something like that. So and I remember it being two reigns, um, and he just yeah, he was the guy for a long time. So oh, he um, he was the man. I mean, they, Madison Square Garden, anywhere in the Northeast, and I mean even beyond the Northeast, uh, Bruno was was the guy. I mean that that's who Vince Senior was uh, building the company around, after, especially after Buddy Rogers and. Uh, because him and uh, Bruno, see that—that's what I always appreciate the history. I, I like even doing the uh, the research into like title reigns, like what we're discussing, even in the contemporary era with uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, currently, I, I think it's all just uh, just mind blowing when you uh, start to look at the statistics and numbers. Yeah, I think Bob Backlund's. I don't know how long it was, but is like yeah, I Bob Backlund was yeah, in the yeah. mix, and and, and then superstar yeah. Billy Graham at one time too. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
some uh, so, different combinations. And uh, hey, prayers uh, go to Superstar. He's not in good health. I don't know if you've been aware. He, oh no, uh, it wasn't. No, if you see any posts, yeah, he uh, has a GoFundMe account. Uh, just uh, very uncharacteristic because even though he was getting older, still always uh, seemed to be a healthy guy. I mean, especially in his prime and and day. I mean, one of, one of the great uh, and best physiques, you know, as far uh, concerning wrestling. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, his uh, Bob Backlund's reign, um, six years, I believe. So, if I remember rightly, maybe seven. No, I think it's six. God, my brain's on overdrive now. Um, no, I, so, I mean, I, I get it because it's a lot of information. Bob Backlund, also, Benny, is a tremendous athlete and, and pro wrestler. I think what people argue, they, they didn't get his gimmick, but the guy was legit, though. I mean, the, uh, you, you didn't want to mess with Bob Backlund, even though you, you, it was hard for people, I think, to get past the, the all-American kid kind of gimmick or, you know, maybe they, they thought of him as a bigger Opie Taylor from Andy Griffith. I don't know. There's been different, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, the red hair, but Bob Backlund, I'm glad you brought him up. Cause we, we need to respect uh, Backlund's contributions. Well, anybody that steps in the ring really, to be honest, that's how I always look at it. Um, so, okay. uh, so apart from Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed, then what else jumped out at you from this week's episode of raw? Uh, before I run through the list of what's gone on and, you know, what we think of it. Sure. Uh, Ray Mysterio opening up the show. Uh, I like him and Dom, the the exchange. Uh, it looked like we were going to get a rematch, but we shouldn't have known better. It was just a tease. And <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. Finn Balor and Ray well, Mysterio, which I was, Tyler as well. I was fine with. I always fall for the yeah. tease, even when uh, Cody wanted a rematch for the title. I always fall for it, but I, I, <laughs> you know it's not going to happen. But you always hope that but, one day they might do yeah, it. Yeah, but... They, they suck your in just enough, and then, Dom, of course, he's going to be the heel and not, not accept it. He's like, let's wait. You know, it'll be down the road. I like the way and he did that, by the fan. way, because he yeah. goes, oh, I, I can't fight my own father. And yet that's what he's been trying to do the last freaking three months. Then he finally gets it at Mania because his dad's whipped his ass, literally. Um, <laughs> he don't want to get in the ring with him now. So it's very clever to play on that, like, oh, I can't hit my father, even though you keep, even though you literally attacked him the week before. So. It's, well, she is because yeah, because he he's yeah he's been trying to one up him all, all this time, and after the big WrestleMania match, he he was defeated, and, and he's saying, hey, I, I don't want to face you, I, I don't want to have to fight my own blood, my own like you said, his dad, and and Finn and Ray uh, put together a, a solid match. I mean, how can you not have a good match out of both those guys? Yeah, I mean, Finn obviously that was a good match as um. More than a good match at WrestleMania, but against Edge, that Hell in a Cell, you know, there's obviously a lot of hype around those types of matches. So for them to put on a pretty damn good match, that ladder to Finn's head in the cut after and the chair oh, there throws, is. you know. Um, for, for him to uh, come back and wrestle and be that durable and, and reliable would be another word. It uh, just speaks to the, the talent and the toughness of these athletes, these wrestlers. Uh, and Finn's no exception. I mean, he just... I mean, I know he had a week off, was, essentially, to heal, but, like, till you know, from raw to raw. Still, but yeah. even still. That, yeah, that, that even after is, a week, though. I mean, yeah. after taking those kind of bumps and those bruises, literally, with the, the staples to the head, and after what, you know, you were referencing the Hell in a Cell match with Edge, that was still pretty darn impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in one here. It was actually a really good match. Uh, the Usos actually back together uh, probably the first time since Mania in terms of a tag team match um, against Alpha Academy. Um, and do you know what? As I watched this match go down, I really did think the um, Alpha Academy were going to do it. It was a really good tag team match. 
Um, ultimately, the Usos hit the 1D and they win, but it didn't look like the Usos were going to win this, did it? I mean, like most of the ones we've seen with their title reigns, no. you kind of go, yeah, they're going to win. But this match, for the first time in since they've, well, how long they've had those tag titles for, obviously, so they're the longest reigning, aren't they, now? But, um, you know. Yeah, the long, well, they were before Owens. Of course, insane. yeah. Uh, still, um, still, still probably longest reigning, if we're going to be real about it. Uh, I did, too. I thought this match was uh, probably the best match out of the card, uh, if we're going to be fair. Uh, th- these guys uh, told you the story convincingly, just like you were yeah. saying, Benny, about how it, it appeared Gable and Otis were actually going to walk out the victors. But the Usos went end up winning it. Uh, I just got to say, Chad Gable and Otis, I mean, just when I think these guys are in a lull and I, I'm, I can't get behind them, I, I know they've got the talent. And, I, you know, with the whole Maxine ordeal, and, and it, that's been comical. Uh, they remind me of just how legitimate they are as competitors how they can carry a match especially gable and the usos and what otis can do when he gets a ring and makes the tag uh but there were several times the the finishes where you thought hey alpha academy is going to get the big w here and yeah that's what i enjoy about about matches make me can make me think they're gonna go over i mean convincing i'll just have to go back to that word as and it's just uh I was just blown away with, they gave them time, I, I think through commercial breaks and, and the Usos and Alpha Academy chemistry that they had it in more and, uh, they worked well. This was, uh, like I say, probably my favorite match off the card of the night. Um, I'm going to agree with you on that, to be fair. Um, I'm just going to jump on what you just said then about when you're watching a match and you want to be like, suspend that disbelief, basically. And there aren't many that do mm-hmm. that for me anymore, but this was one of the ones where I got into it and I was like, this is going to, you know, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? And then obviously the whole 1D and it didn't because obviously we have seen the 1D not work, which was at WrestleMania, which is the first time anybody's ever kicked out of it. I'm, under, I'm in my, uh, under the uh, Yeah, they, they survived it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. But obviously... Yeah, because most, most finishes uh, put away your opposition, but course, uh, yeah. I like how... You know, the WrestleMania match you're alluding to with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, they were able to escape it. But here you've got to reestablish, hey, this finisher still works. And I think it's as could be as simple as that. But maybe I'm wrong because I like to say I'm not claiming to know creative or how you you produce. No, matches, I think that makes so sense. What I, think, I know, I, I think that makes sense to say that, you know, just because you saw uh, was it. Sammy that kicked out of it, so um, I, I'm trying to think if it was Sammy or Owens. I, I'm not sure. Let's say Sammy. If we're wrong, somebody let us know out in the corner. WWE. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure will. they will. Yeah, um, but the point is, like you said, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Is you know reestablish it. Just because Sammy kicked out of it doesn't mean everybody will, which is good. You know, obviously, then you could also add the the grandeur of WrestleMania, the how big the match was, and the adrenaline, all that kind of stuff. So no, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, it makes it feel important. It's kind of like the DDT and super kick. We, we've discussed it where anymore, it's not really a finish, but used to that would put away, uh, the challenger or whoever's opposing you. I mean, it, it was that significant of a maneuver or a move. Yeah. Know, yeah however yeah. you want to word it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, I agree. I think the two, my two favorite moments from the night, uh, yeah. Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio was a solid match. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to see how the Dominic Mysterio Ray Judgment Day thing all pans out. Bad Bunny, obviously, um, from a couple of weeks ago, uh, last week. Um, we know he's going to be involved because Ray did say, "Oh, he he'll be back." So we we knew when Damian attacked him, and then Dominic, you know, instigated it after what happened at Mania that this will 
continue to backlash. Maybe we'll get a tag team matchup because uh, it'll be in Puerto Rico. That's where Bad Bunny's from or has yeah, roots, yeah. apparently. And yeah. So, but yeah, I agree with you. The, but the two matches, like so I, I would say, match of the night probably is the Alpha Academy Usos tag team match. But um, I did enjoy the Bobby Lashley Bronson read. It was just a f- knockdown, drag out fight. It wasn't even a wrestling match, and it was it was rough no. around the edges. But you know what? I liked it, and it, it, and I've never heard a. You know, you know when they do the so obviously the, I say obviously so people who are listening. The match went to a double mm-hmm. count out. And then they keep fighting. The crowd are into it. They get separated. Then you have that classic separate. And then you have somebody jump on somebody. But when Bobby Lashley yeah. broke free and jumped on Bronson Reed, the crowd were into it. The crowd wanted to see it. They wanted to see it through to its conclusion. They didn't want to see a draw. They wanted to see a winner, no matter who that would be. And I think this is a. This could be a really good. Um, it's a perfect. Well, maybe not perfect, but a good example. I'm not going to go overboard, but it was. <laughs> uh, the crowd was into it. Uh, I actually it held my attention because normally I'm like, okay, we got another double count out, double disqualification, whatever. But th- with these guys, they brought it, and because uh, they're they're big behemoths, anyways. Uh, Bronson Reed, we we know what he's capable of. We know what the Almighty Bobby Lashley can do, and to see these two uh, guys just lock horns and just like you said, didn't need to be technical. And there was nothing scientific. Let's just let these guys just beat each other up and basically and sometimes yeah. even even if you go back to the territory spinny and some of the old school wrestling uh not all those matches needed to be technical you had a lot of those pull parts and fights uh to where they got counted out or disqualified so you could carry on the issues so that's what i enjoyed it, it kind of was a throwback to some of the good old territory stuff and it was just nice again like i said the crowd were into it even i was into it sat on my sofa watching it so Hopefully, I'm hoping this doesn't fall by the wayside. I want to see this grow into potentially a a good rivalry. This could potentially be the potential's there. Yeah, just don't throw this away. Let, let's, which I don't think they are. Let's see how this progresses. Like you're stating, yeah, I, yeah. I think Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. This could be a big match, and, and who knows? Maybe they they did the type of finish that we witnessed at on Raw because we we're going to get it. Maybe, maybe that's a plan. Yeah, no, I think I think it might be actually it's a good shout. Yeah, it might be a backlash. We still got a few weeks before um, backlash kicks off. So um, interesting because everybody was playing at um, we'll move on. It was playing at the the fact that damage control. I think you said it. Damage control. I think might be done. And out of the they blue, are. Well, I don't know that they are. They're teasing it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That was awful harsh. Like, oh, yeah, I know they are. But I'm just saying they were teasing it, to your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, is it, which it did with, seem with, like it, because we didn't yeah. see them. But then we have um, uh, EO and Dakota backstage, and then Bailey comes out and says, oh, yes, I've got a, a match for, um, to see who challenges for Bianca Belair's you know, title. And when I win the title, I can put in a good word and get you your tag team title match, your rematch. And EO just goes, no. Then she speaks her native tongue, which I don't understand what she's on about, but basically says... I, I'm not fluent in Japanese either, so I, I'm barely I was fluent wondering. In English, I'm sure so. it was uh, intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I'm barely fluent in English, so there we go. But anyway... Me, me, me as well. Yeah, but there we... Um, so basically, Eo says, look, you've had... Which is fair, actually, I think, to be honest. Bailey's had a chance, and she hasn't managed to win the title. So Eo basically says, I want to have a crack at it. So there, it ends up being Eo Sky versus Piper Niven and Meechin. Uh, I always get that wrong. Yeah, um, yeah Meechin. Um, but um, a pretty good actually triple threat match to be honest. Not, uh, I wouldn't say over the top, but it was it was good. And Eo Sky looked really good in it, and she ended up getting the win. Oh, she did. Um, uh, and 
and to be fair, I, I think nothing against Meechan or Piper Niven. I, I like all three of these ladies, but I, I'm with EO Sky getting a push because uh, you, you're you're right. To be fair, Bailey's had her chances, and I think she's you know they can her and Dakota can see. Well, wait a minute, she's not always looking out for our interests, is she? There's there's something else going on. Going back to when she set up the uh, tag team championship match with uh, Lita and Becky, uh, they were not thrilled about having to defend their belts. So a lot of this is placated on, on what you're you're discussing. So it, it's got me wondering. Uh, I don't think you want to. Uh, it's good that they tease it. You don't want too many turns because you've already seen them in the next couple of weeks. I'm going ahead. We'll, we'll we'll divulge a little bit into that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, something to see where Eo Sky her uh, path to uh, possibly challenging Bianca, does Rhea, who knows what the draft that's going to factor in. Uh, so, so a lot of good uh, intangibles, kind of ingredients if you had to mix up something. Yeah, and I think this could also, I think damage control are on there. You know, we're going to have a turn at some point, like you said. Uh, but um, maybe maybe we uh, have Bailey inadvertently Costio the title against Bianca, possibly. You know, that could lead into loads of things. So there's, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah, I mean a Bailey versus EO feud or could be good, or Dakota get her I think involved. Bianca I Belair mean, versus EO could be a really good match, to be honest. What what's that now? Uh, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky, I believe, could be a really good match. So oh, um, that that could that could tear the uh, the arenas down. I mean, yeah, Bianca and EO, I, I think their styles would uh, mesh quite a uh, extraordinary together i know that's a that's a big fancy word but i, I think <laughs> it's fitting because they're, they're both that talented I, i'm just going to try to sound smarter than i actually am like we all do tyler don't worry about it we all try yeah it. we yeah we, <laughs> we we all strive, don't we? we we've been educated we'll, we'll just try to act like we went to oxford or, or harvard over we'll, here we'll, or we'll pretend that we actually listened when we went to school um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as i already said uh cody Rhodes challenged brock lesnar to a match of backlash obviously we've got to wait for the uh response for that one now whether that happens on SmackDown or whether it happens on Raw. I assume it's going to happen on Raw next week. Um, and they did make the announcement that Brock would be back on Raw, so I, I got a feeling we're going to get uh, oh, did the they, Beast did to they, respond to, to did they, Cody. Did they say Brock was going to be on Raw, did they, next week? Well, I, I just happened to see it uh, during Raw that they did announce that he was going to be returning to uh, Raw. I must have missed so. that. So, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, there you go then. Um I suppose we've got to talk about it. You called, uh, Tyler, i got to say, you called this a good month before Mania, I think. You really did. You had a really good idea, and it's taken a bit longer to happen. But we had a Women's Tag Team Championship match. Now, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan won a match to face Becky Lynch and Lita. Unfortunately, yeah, Lita, they did. Lita was attacked backstage. After what transpired, I'm going to assume Trish Stratus did it, because... Trish Stratus lost the tag team titles. Now, did she do this on purpose? I have no idea. But she attacked Becky after the match and refused comment after. So the and the crowd did not like this one bit, did they? Um, and you, no, you called this a good, like at least I want to say at least three weeks before Mania, if not a month before Mania. So it's on the podcast back in the back catalog somewhere, ladies and gents. And Tyler was saying, I can see this happening, and it came true. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I think uh, 
it's good to see a hill trish unfortunately and i'm in this community too and i'm I'm not knocking us but but we do reveal so much about the rumors that she's going to go uh to the bad side or you could say star wars the dark side maybe not quite that that <laughs> yeah. far but but trish, uh, yeah but we we've been hearing that it's possible, you know, there's going to be some different changes or at least directions where you could go with the tag team title situation with the women's division overall. And, and we saw, you know, Trish Stratus uh, lead again attack. We haven't seen that angle in a while backstage. So that was kind of a nice touch. Uh, poor Lita, by the way, and, the, and Becky and Trish arrived thinking, hey, it's got to be Raquel and Liv. Did they do it? Because they, they happen to be just helping her. But who knows? Can't you think you can trust everybody, but they happen to be, you know, at the scene. So I, you know, the match was pretty good. Uh, you know, Liv and, and Raquel are a good team, and and hey, they're the the women's tag team champions for a reason. Uh, evidently, I, I liked how Becky and Trish. You know, something else, Benny. And I'll, I'll just go to this. I don't mean to go lengthy here, but something I noticed in this tag team match is that. Trish uh, and Becky, you didn't know whether it was going to be Becky or Trish that turned a little bit because the way their facials, I like that because it didn't yeah. make it seem so obvious, even though everybody kind of could see it coming. You still wanted to kind of to have some mystery to it. Uh, yeah. So uh, what, what were your impressions? Because if you could tell if you watched the match when they were tagging and just the way the flow of it that you didn't know Trish was kind of her, her body language was unsure. Becky's a little bit too, even though they, it was like, you could tell Becky showed frustration, even though Trish is a hall of famer. They made a great point on commentary that go, goes along with the story that Lita and Becky were more of the team where, where she got hurt and Trish had to step in, which was cool. You could tell they did a good job of working just good enough, but where you would see cracks. And that's what helped us. Liv and Raquel win the titles yeah. and then afterwards Becky T I almost thought maybe Becky would turn Hill a little bit which would have been kind of neat but then you just figured when Trish you know you kind of can tell they milked it for a long time it's okay you know she consoled Trish because she took the pin and then here boom Trish you know attacks her and uh, we're off to the races so I mean what were your thoughts man I Again, I was just waiting for it to happen because you said it and we've been it's been speculated but now that you mention it yeah the the moment after the the three count again, obviously uh, Liv and Rodriguez, you know, the new women's ta- champions, tag team champions, sorry. There was that moment, you're right, whether is the manhandle slam coming? Is Trish going to lose her temper? Uh, uh, what's going on here? Like, it would make sense for Becky to maybe attack Trish because she's lost the tag title. So, you know, but... It's a lot of pinup yeah, frustration. Yeah. Yeah, so, and but, I think... It- I think if we get Trish next week or uh, the following week, I don't know how they'll want to do this. I think we'll probably hear from her next week. Uh, Trish will probably, probably a lot of her motivation will be, Hey, I came back. I, I was real life friends with Lita. And then I saw her taking, taking uh, you under her wing, meaning Becky Lynch. And you know, there, there's going to be some professional jealousy on Trish's part being the heel not that there needs to be in real life, but if you're going to portray this storyline with these characters, it makes sense. She's mad about the how close that Becky and Lita have got, and it may, you could say, oh, in, in reality they have too, uh, and you know they they've got all this success. Uh, actually, but you could also say it was Lita that picked. Uh, no, not Lita. Pardon me. It was uh, Becky that picked uh, Lita, and not why didn't you pick me? 
to, yeah. to, to yeah. face over in Saudi Arabia. There's a lot of different intricate ways, Benny, and you can help me out that you could go about it for her expo- explanation when Trish is able to do it on a promo or something. To be honest, I think you've nailed it because my thing was it's very similar to um, like um, Shawn Michaels and Hogan when Michaels super kicked mm-hmm. Hogan, the spotlight, basically. Um, where, where Hogan, Hogan, the famous line, it doesn't work for me, brother. And of course, with Hogan being using his popularity, even though Michaels was a huge star, it's still with, with Hogan, the different eras and, and the oversell at SummerSlam. Remember that with all the, the, you know, the story going into that one where Michaels was impersonating Holster, and, yeah, yeah. you know, Hogan would, would throw him in the ropes. I mean, I don't know that we'll get, uh, exactly that but it, it was comical the way michaels I, was just overselling yeah yeah <laughs> but what i mean is the 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 ego of michaels not wanting to share the mm-hmm. spotlight so trish like you said or like you said how can you how can you chose how can you chose ego yeah how can you chose Lita and not me or maybe she's jealous because she her and Lita are like longtime friends and obviously rivals at one point so like you said there's so many ways that um and everybody's calling her the man and the fact that oh, she, and then obviously the fact that Becky Lynch was one of the women that headlined WrestleMania. Trish and Lita headlined a Raw back in the day, which is the first women to do that. So maybe she's jealous right. of Becky because she's reached higher heights within the women's division that she could accomplish while she was active. Like you said, there's so many ways that this could go, to be honest. Um, but ultimately, it boils down to jealousy, I think. Yeah, jealousy's a, a, a big benefactor. Also... Trish could say, you know, I came back and I didn't like how the fans were reacting to you. And, and then to see you and Lita have this, you know, wonderful relationship, like, like you're also saying, Benny, and, and now you won the, the women's tag titles. And, you know, sure, it was fun for me to be at the WrestleMania match to take on damage control, but I felt like you two got the spotlight or it had to be all about Becky, you know, like you're saying, where she's the man and, and she's achieved so much with respect to Trish and Lita, where, and to be fair, the women's uh, division was starting to get pushed more to where, hey, it's not bra and panties. We're, we're looking at athletes. And, and Trish and, and Lita, to their credit, were surviving the Divas era, where they were starting to have more competitive matches, uh, like you said, headline Raw. And uh, you brought up a... a astute observation headlining wrestlemania and and these uh pay-per-views are premium live events so there there's so many uh good ways you could go about this hill turn yeah definitely um whether it plays out a backlash whether we have a long drawn out confrontation and it may be SummerSlam, i don't know i get the feeling maybe it's going to be sooner rather than later but either way as long as it's a good story i'm up for it so <laughs> um that's the main thing. As long as it's good, you're you're focused in on it. Uh, there's logic. Uh, it should work out. Just interesting to see how it, you know, is, was Lita attacked? Is this genuine? Was it Trish that did it? Or two, is this some weird sort of like, oh, I'll pretend to be injured and you then take my place and lose the tag titles and then we can team up or something. I don't know. This, again, I oh, that could... No, it could. And maybe Lita's in on it. Maybe... Here's something that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, and I, normally I don't like to go this route, but you know, if we're going to fantasy book here, what if uh, it wasn't Trish? What if uh, you know now that we're seeing some cracks in the damage control? Do you think maybe you 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 slide Bailey into that slot, or maybe one of the or some other lady, maybe a, a Nikki possibly, Cross? Yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I'm trying to freestyle here and just think of some people that you could you could see Trish getting an influence on and saying, hey, do this for me. But I think it probably is Trish. But I, I like how you could throw a twist in there. It don't, doesn't have to be Trish. No, definitely. I mean, even, I think um, maybe it happens if it was Becky. <laughs> There's so many yeah. twists and turns hey, in this. Or Becky, yeah. <laughs> um, it could have been Becky. Oh, hey, listen, we, we just wanted to, uh, you attack me, and then next week, hey, we'll explain. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was me. <laughs> yeah, it was me all along. Yeah. yeah but, what was it? Vance doing it about Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. The higher or power. Something, uh, yeah, the higher power. <laughs> you yeah. could do something. Oh, my the, gosh. Um, we're, we're, but like, we're going off in the weeds there. But. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, what I was going to say was, what because you, you did think this before, what if Trish takes over damage control? Maybe, you know, maybe that could be a longer. Yeah, but that, I, yeah, I don't know whether that's going to happen, but that would be quite cool to see Trish. Maybe. It would be neat because uh, you're already, they're already teasing the split. So, and maybe instead of Dakota and EO, eventually they'll get, get broken up into singles. I mean, we're kind of seeing a little bit of it, a flurry at least with EO winning the triple threat, like we stated before, after mentioning. But to see Trish, just even if it's for a little bit, would be, would be neat. It would be a different visual than Bailey, even though I, I love Bailey as a leader. But maybe it's time for Bailey to move on to something different because it, it's been a long time. Even though we've seen so many storylines flourish, but the bloodline is just it's special. I know everybody's like, well, you're just kissing their butt. No, I'm not. It's just a good storyline's a good storyline. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last match of the night on Raw was uh, we had this a few weeks ago, actually, before I think it was before Mania. But uh, Kevin Owens uh, got attacked on SmackDown by the by the Bloodline. Uh, but we had Kevin Owens clashing with um, Solo Sokoa in the main event again. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, it was all right. I, it, <laughs> I don't dislike the the wrestling at all, but I just it was all right. We see we literally only had this maybe two three weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think we saw it a little too much. Uh, I think that's a problem. Uh, now I will say that. One observation, Benny, that I made was that I like how Kevin was selling his his injured leg, like you said, on SmackDown because that was important. And uh, but and it's nothing against Solo or KO; they're both great performers. But it's like, yeah, you, how long does it before this becomes a little monotonous? Even though they gave it a few weeks in between, I, I'm with you. That's right. I mean, the only thing from it is that Solo got the win thanks to the um, to to his brothers. We were told earlier in the night. And during the match that uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Sami Zayn are not there because of travel problems. Um, of course, the beatdown ensues after the match. Um, Kevin Owens is lost and getting beat down by the uh, by the by the bloodline, you know, minus Roman and uh, obviously Paul Heyman. <laughs> um, but then we have um, we see Sami and um, Riddle arriving, running into the arena. I think Riddle ran a bit awkwardly, but uh, other than that, no, he did. But it was it was cool because true they were. It was travel issues, so whether they had been there early or not, it was kind of kind of comical. But it was still good because it was like you saw that backstage shot. Oh, here's Zane and and Riddle running because and that's how they should be because yeah. you you do their their friends getting beat up and we've seen Riddle. They've established him helping out Zane and uh, Owens, and it's a good spot for Riddle considering what all he's been through lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have brought it a bit better if Riddle wasn't in his gear and his flip flops already. But maybe he walks around like that all the time at the airport. I don't know. Well, that that's true. Maybe we could buy it a little more and not that they did have travel issues but maybe if, if they went in their gear already i mean sammy you like, can buy sammy you could he just looks like he's come off the street whereas matt riddle's well, got that true. got that you know the flip-flops on and the short short 
You, you can just see somebody, a producer, going, hey, cue him, come on, let's run. Sir. Yeah, yeah. It'd let's be... go act like you've been off the plane. I would have been here earlier, KO, but I had to change into my wrestling gear before I come and save you. I, I would have been here earlier, but the, the last segment, we were only uh, wrote in the script since it had to be rewrote so many times. <laughs> so it's, you know, let's do it. I mean, uh, that's I mean, that's kind of funny. Take it, nothing away from it. I mean, no, it no, cool it was segment, good. But, uh, it was cool. Yeah, but that's yeah. true. Sammy uh, kind of looks like how anybody would, so you could b- buy that. But Riddle, uh, nobody just puts on their flip-flops and kind of whatever. I mean, that's, <laughs> maybe that's he does. Year. He is quite an eccentric person, so maybe he does. But maybe, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, well, that's true. Hey, you could go either way. It's, oh, it's kind of fun to think I stand of. corrected. He does have normal shorts on and a T-shirt. I beg your pardon. I've got, I must be <laughs> misremembering. But there we go. But he definitely had his flip-flops on. It, I know it, that. It, did, did Riddle, I was going to tease you, he must have supplied you with one of his, because uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. As I, I'm recounting the story, I'm like, man, maybe I've, I've got into Riddle's uh, magic stash, because yeah. it's kind of comical. I'm trying to I'm trying to recount all these moments, and I yeah. just watched it a few days ago. So. I, no, I've just, see, I'm just, there's a picture on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, on the website, and I just realized he is actually like in shorts, in like a, his RK Bros. Or his bro T-shirt. Okay, oh, gotcha. he does. He does have his. Well, he, does, he does have his flip flops on though. Per se, you know, I don't like flip flops. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now because I have to pull up results because I don't always jot down notes all the time. So no, which we I probably just, should. I'm, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, but no, hey, it it was fun. I think it's good that they is they have uh, helped to save KO because with the leg and with the bloodline, still they're still strong even without Roman having to be present, which is neat. I think is what's helping the story to be able to carry on. I think you said that too, Benny, where Roman doesn't have yeah. to be there. He's not a necessity because you've got solo, you got the Usos. So yeah, the Heyman, odds yeah. had to be even up. Paul Heyman still instrumental pulling the strings. It, it does feel like this could be like the, the, the mafia kind of commercial they were doing for WrestleMania, which was hysterical. Uh, you could see Heyman in that kind of uh, role or, or top anyways. And I, I think it was important too, that solo got the victory because Somehow I thought Owens may come out victorious, but I, I'm glad it made sense since he's injured uh, that Solo needs to go over. you got to build up Solo a little bit too. Yeah, I think Solo's had a good run. They've, I see there's a little bit more um, production on his entrance, just the camera angles, the lighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the music and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's cool. I, I like the music because he, he's intimidating anyways, and that gives you a sense of danger because I always feel like the entrance is – just like with Stone Cold, Triple H, or, or Michaels, or even Hogan back in the day, or Bret Hart. I mean, you use a lot of illustrations, Undertaker. They, they they felt dangerous, or they felt at least maybe not dangerous. It's just true to the character, some of the attributes of, of the uh, the personality of the wrestler. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it for Raw. Obviously, we've got that whole draft thing coming. I'm ass- I don't know. They said a couple of weeks um so in yeah they the- said a few weeks so yeah. in theory um is that this monday coming i don't know maybe we'll hit we'll know more from smackdown i'm um, not i'm not sure either yeah smackdown may uh tell us a lot and i'm not sure if it'll be this monday or, or the next uh i'm sure there'll be already reports or things coming out so i'm sure we'll find something via social media just searching uh, google whether it's being or whatever your search engine will we're bound to, to hear of some news concerning the draft. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it pans out, definitely. Um, I mean, as I said at the top of the show, the rule wasn't bad, but it isn't one of the better ones. And it does feel like 
SmackDown and Raw. Now, maybe whether this is because of the merger, maybe this is a change of creative, I have no idea. But it felt like we're, we're treading water so we can get to the draft stuff. And um, obviously, uh, maybe I think I feel like next week is going to be a lot bigger in a sense of the shows and what's going to happen. Um, so we'll see how it. Pa- yeah, because we're out. we're getting Lesnar returning to with Cody to respond to him. Also, Trish, we'll probably see how that goes. Uh, more with uh, yeah. Bronson and Bobby, and then you know what's happened on SmackDown. Let's not forget uh, what's uh, been happening on Fox, their program over there. Yeah, I think it's going to have a uh, quick build because, like I say, only a few weeks away, they're going to have to do quite a bit. But yeah, you do feel like maybe this is the reasons the episodes feel different. Uh, Treading water is a, a great analogy due to the draft because there's going to have to be shakeups. But the problem, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Benny. It's going to have to be some some kind of surprise or some kind of returning star or maybe an NXT star that's you could see moving up to one of the the shows. Because if they don't, they're going to run the risk of it just uh, being lackluster again. I mean, I, that's what I'm afraid of. No, I agree. I did read that also before we go that um, apparently Triple H was blocked a returning star. I'm not sure who that was uh, or Whoa. even whether that's true. I don't know. Um, that I read that. So, mm. so he obviously maybe had a, a riddle returned, obviously, at Raw After Mania, but Maybe he had someone else in mind. I have no. Well, based on that report, he had something else in mind, and he wasn't allowed to do it. So, who that yeah, was, or uh, who that could Barrett, be? Yeah, to know he got blocked, huh? That that makes Again, you scratch your head and and wonder. This is what's on the web is fear, but whether it's true is another thing. Only only they know that, obviously. So, um, it's important. It's important you pointed it out, too, that, hey, it's the Internet. Hey, listen, folks, not everything we read on Wikipedia, even though I've used it as a source, doesn't (laughs) mean it's always factual. So you got to check even it and all kinds of stuff because there's a lot of errors and and mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, where can we find your good self when you're not on In the Corner with me teaming up? Uh, You can find me at WrestleBuddy.com. I host the weekly report. Uh, normally they are released every Sunday in, in case there's like a WrestleMania or something, two nights and it'll be Monday most of the time, but it's just covering the top five kind of news stories, headlines, pretty much like we talk about. And, uh, you can find my writings on there as well. WrestleBuddy.com. I'm also, uh, on back when with uh, Scottish Danny, uh, also another program on SJP media, uh, check out Josh DeBoer's show R. SH, which is uh, he's also uh, on this network, SJP World Media, and also with uh, teammate at WrestleBuddy. And uh, of course, in the corner, WWE with the, the great uh, Benny Mac. Uh, always uh, a fun time joining you on, on your program, sir. And and I'm also on the Uncensored Wrestling podcast. We review the Attitude Year years, uh, going back to the Attitude Era. So that's been a lot of fun. And and uh, I'm just blessed to be involved in a lot of stuff uh, like yourself. So thank you for letting me plug them and uh, advertise about them. No worries, man. Always good to talk to you. Uh, thank you, for everybody on SJP World Media, for listening to At In The Corner WWE. we got so much more coming up, obviously. And as Tyler's already mentioned, there's so many more programs here on this uh, SJP World Media podcasting network. Uh, but Tyler, thank you very much, mate. And I'll see you. Oh, hopefully. you're very welcome. Hopefully see you next week for some more WWE stuff. And we're going to have to try and organize a special one at some point, I think. But uh, 
You can follow this show at In The Corner WWE on Twitter. You can follow myself at Benny Mac, B-E-Triple-M-Y-M-A-C-K on Twitter as well. And we will see you all again very soon. Later. <laughs>